My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. Today we're talking about IU's new series of short art films on Netflix called Persona. But before that, what's everyone been watching? Uh, what have I been watching? Still Mother mother of Mine. Still love it. It's just, it's just easy. It's good. I like it's it. Really good. Even the horrible mother-in-law, like, I haven't caught up on this past weekends yet, but, like, the weekend before that, the, like, the good mom was, and her daughter were, like, starting to fight back and, like, hold their own a little bit against the evil mother-in-law, and, like, her husband was, like, you're kind of a horrible woman, and maybe you should be a better grandma, like, mm-hmm. so, oh. kind of, like making her be nicer and be better and like it's kind of good that way so it's nice to see them growing backbones and stuff so mm-hmm. I like that I started watching more of Golden Eyes again because I was in the mood still love it so dorky but I love it I know serious so cute like, so like I, just, I just need to sorry to interrupt but like the show is I have no idea if it's doing well because I don't know anyone besides people like us who would really be into this show because like it's not that exciting like it seems like it's going to be the most exciting show but he spends most of his time just like appraising antiques and gemstones and like having terse dinners with people who don't know he has magical powers like it's it's so good. It's yeah. so good. It's so like it's, it's exactly like what we said we wanted. Life about a antique dealer, but he happens to have supernatural powers. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like he just wants to be an antique dealer and like learn about antiques. And he's yeah. not gonna let this supernatural power stop him from his love of antiques. No, he's, he's, he's using it to enhance his love of antiques, not like take advantage. And he doesn't take advantage. passion which whatever it's done it was cute it's over it wasn't life-altering but I enjoyed watching it uh caution hazardous wife I finished also good stayed good right through to the end the end could have like used a little more punch in my opinion but mm-hmm. eh, it still got the job done so uh that was good I tried to start her private life today not really feeling it too much but it's just a few episodes and I'm told it gets a lot better after the first episode so yeah it does it just feels like there's a lot of setup for what it is they start to really grow on you in episode two like the characters because I found like in the first episode he was kind of like the biggest d-bag in the world but then like by the second episode, you're, like, kind of really being, like, okay, 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 okay. Like, he's just sort of kind of an asshole, but, like, with a heart of <laughs> And so he's more, like, a Sundere-type character. But by the end of episode three, no spoilers, you're, like, yes, I am I am shipping, yes, all of it. Yes. All right, well, I'll push through. I'll push through. Good and job. history three started. Yes. 
because they are not As watching. you guys are fangirling wildly. Oh but you guys should watch it. It's <laughs> you have so no idea. Okay. So I have way too much stuff. I'm not going to watch it. Sorry. <laughs> we have all been like, by we all, I mean, our, our BL <laughs> book club. have all been hyped, like so hyped for this. And it is not disappointing us. So. No, no. So it's the story of a, a gangster and a cop who fall in love. Yeah, and, uh, and like, and their sidekicks are gonna fall in love. It's a whole thing. But <laughs> it's third season in what have been really well done. Well, okay, the first season has really, really good stories, but really bad production value. Yeah, but really good stories. And then the second season of History had pretty good both. stories. Like they were pretty good production. Yeah, and pretty good stories. Pretty stellarly good the second half the second yeah. story but they're like short stories yeah so, this one this one they're oh, doing this their first. Not so short. it's 20 episodes like the last one I think uh the first season they were four episodes there was mm. four stories that were four episodes each and then the second one there was two stories that were eight episodes each and then this year there's like two stories that are 20 episodes each so yeah. it, is, like, it is coming for it's us popular. it is coming for us hard this episode yeah. they were also been like the uh you know the director and stuff is like oh forget what you saw in the previous things it's gonna be hot it's gonna be spicy <laughs> like it's gonna be the gay romance y'all deserve and what i like about it is that the dude is is like openly bisexual in the the gangster, the gangster. he's just like yeah i like ladies i like men what of it here have a suit Look at Which my... is nice because typically, actually, I find in the Taiwanese, um, Taiwanese gay stories, more frequently one of them's actually gay. Like, yes. they're actually gay. It's a lot of times in these stories, it's like nobody's gay. They just love each other. I don't like I, men. I just, I just like you. And I you're feel like, like that's a cop out because that means you're clearly bisexual. You just mostly prefer women and haven't realized you also like men until you meet the one dude but I'm yeah. like mm, you don't just go like you don't have to be like I have absolutely no attraction to men and all of a sudden you're like time to have some gay sex <laughs> like that's not really how it works but whatever we don't judge we don't judge <laughs> but uh the Taiwanese ones yeah there's usually a gay character so yeah it's great pretty much it for me I haven't been watching a lot I've been reading a lot more this mm-hmm. past couple weeks so how about you Jesse? I'm Almost caught up on Mother of Mine. I have, like, one more episode, one more half-hour episode from this past week. I was sick this weekend, and it was, like, a not-fun sick. Like, I I couldn't even, like, watch regular TV. I couldn't, like, watch anything. So I I didn't get to watch as much stuff as I want, but I really like Mother of Mine. I've been enjoying that. Like, the only storyline I really am not, like cool with or like it can you know just do some other things while it's like playing as the younger sister storyline I still just don't I don't like her also like the romantic like storyline that's like gonna like it's obviously gonna happen like I'm like she yeah she doesn't deserve either of the two of her no. like like romantic coupling so I'm like uh I'm just She's not unpleasant 
And he, yeah. I mean, the guy, the, the publisher guy is like, he's not a bad dude, but he's not really likable either. He's, he's that like cold, bad. mean guy who's going to grow but, like, on. Like obviously out of her league too. So it's, it gets this weird like thing. And I don't want to judge because like, whatever, it really likes different things, but I'm just like, uh, and also it, it's definitely the actress's fault in a lot of this too Mm. because like the mother-in-law is terrible but the actress playing the mother-in-law is doing such a good job or like the the husband her son is also a terrible like human being but you're still like you're okay with his acting choices and the younger sister she's doing some weird stuff that i'm like she's going like over the top when it's like it's supposed to be over the top, but everybody else is here and, like, at a good, like, all really fine actors. And then she's not, and she's going over the top, and you're like, oh. she, tur- she turned it to 11 for no reason. It's just, <laughs> yeah, she she cries stop. a lot, and she's really bad at it. Like, it's, oh, it's I bad. Oh, I hate that. I hate when people are bad at crying. So, like, she's over the top whiny. You, There are moments when you should really actually be, like sad for her character and I'm like I'm not sorry for any of your like hardships <laughs> so she's not a nice no. like she's she's no, whining she's, she's like the worst out of the, the sisters yeah then having a bad actress on it too you're just like Ugh. yeah but it's fine I mean it's just a little portion <laughs> of the show and I like yeah I like everything else I really love the middle the sister yeah and the granddaughter is absolutely adorable she's a really good actress too so that's also where you're like the like five-year-old is a great actress like, five-year-old out acting <laughs> you maybe you might want to rethink your uh, career yeah. choices so good i'm still in it and I, i'm enjoying it um i watched a couple of episodes of holiday love which i had been watching i still don't know what to think about that show but i'm gonna finish it probably because did you I figure out which genre it was um i guess Adultery, like, suspense, but not thriller suspense. I don't know. Still, we're at the, like... You're still working on it. I'm, like, halfway through the series, and I'm like, I don't know. And then, like, I, yeah, I just don't know. But that's a, that's Japanese dramas. They like to do that a lot. So, I mean, yeah. I did watch the first two episodes of Her Private Life. I'm sorry, guys. I actually really do not like this show. And I'm not the type of person that can, like... If I pretty much know if I'm not going to like a show first off and it was really hard for me to watch the first episode and then I, I forced myself into the second episode and I was like, mm. nope, third, I, I can't get to four. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm officially <laughs> dropping it. You don't you have, can to have to be fun sorry. With it. We all like different things, man. <laughs> I do. I will say that I very much enjoyed in the second episode her and the friend and the brother at the karaoke bar. That That scene was great. Yeah. Which is sad because I think everybody's doing a fine job in it too, but yeah, if it's not your thing. It's not it. your thing, yeah. right? No, uh, no harm and no foul. Uh, watching anything else? I don't. I don't think so. I think that might be it. But I I also watch variety shows too, so I mm, watch same. those. They're every week, so it's kind of pointless to talk about them. What about you, Natalia? Uh, well, for me, I mostly watch variety because it's sort of like getting on the tail end of winter, and I just want to it to be over so they cheer me up but uh i've also been watching her private life and i do really enjoy it um it's fine whatever you know i'm like it's not a masterpiece of a show by any means but it's it's i find it fun so that's you know that's all that really matters 
And uh, I've also been watching Golden Eyes because my my boy, my boy, my little fella. And uh, I've also been just going to be copies. I've also been watching History three because obviously you just heard me go on about how much in love with it I am. Other than that, like there's some stuff on my list that I like keep meaning to watch. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Okay yeah yeah yeah. I'm still watching. I picked up a celebrity on the street. I'm sort of. I need to catch up to it. Um, what episode are you on? I think I'm on like episode five. I think um, you're ahead of me now. I think I finished I'm, four. It's so funny, but like dark. It's dark funny. Like it shouldn't. It's it's these situations that really shouldn't be funny, but the like they're just doing such a good job. Like there's like a scene where her mother shows up and he's chained up in her house. So she's like, "Is he's my boyfriend? That's why he's chained up here." And the mother's like, "Oh," and she's just like looking at him chained up, and she's like, "Oh, well, you know, if that's what you're into, I'm I'm not here to judge." Uh, oh my god. Well, have a good day. Like, like clearly, it's not like a sexual chain up. Like he's just clearly just chained to this woman's wall, and the mom's just like, "Mm, "Oh, those youngsters these days." (laughs) But that sort of humor that I'm not really sure how they're getting away with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a web drama. You know what? That's probably why. I think that the it would the show would sort of fail if Sung Hoon and the the girl didn't have like their like they both have perfect comedic timing for what's happening in the show. So like if they didn't the show would be like just sort of hard to watch, but because like they're just so good, uh it's it's the tone of it. They're able yeah, to keep like, like the perfect tone. It's like it's cuz it's like a really weird tone to strike because there's always, like, these, the show, if you just, like, talk about the plot of the show, it's real dark and messed up. But, like, it's a comedy. And even, like, the opening credits are, like, these, it's, like, the opening credits are from, like, an OCN, like, murder drama. And then it's just so stupidly funny that you're just like, oh, my God, like, what am I watching? Like, why is, why is this funny? But it's really good. Other than that, I'm, I was watching some will gasp american shows <laughs> i know i know i was watching lucifer on netflix i was su- sucked in by <laughs> promos yeah <laughs> by the visuals what can i say <laughs> and keep it up with shadow hunters because i hate myself um <laughs> now, like like a real masochistic streak that i have like a <laughs> suffer by watching terrible shows what about you sky uh, so I was gone for five days, so I couldn't watch everything I wanted to watch. But I did catch up on Her Private Life, which I love to pieces, because I guess all the K-pop fangirl, just the nuances of that, like, really crack me up. Like, every every little thing she's doing, I've seen reflected... I've met either people some, like that. There's someone I know or <laughs> yeah. a circumstance that I've read about or something. So it's really mm-hmm. that's it's really funny that they're actually calling out a lot of that stuff. Or I just what really slayed me was they did a flashback of when she was growing up as a K pop fan. So through mm-hmm. yeah, through her little yeah. which fandom she was in and the fact that they were actually dragging in real fandom stuff was just I, thought I that did was like really that. Cute. Yeah. 
and I, I I really like their chemistry, and it's it's an mm. enemies thing, and that's like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I was smiling the whole time, like I'm happy. Even first episode, I mean, <laughs> I I was pleased. That was good. So yeah. Uh, so you, that's totally you my. And I, you and I are the same on this one. We're just, you know, <laughs> we're here to have a good time. I was happy. I watched a little bit of I Hate You, Juliet, because it's they're really short episodes. They're like 20 minutes a pop. Mm. So I, I watched a few of those. I also, because of the K3, they actually mentioned Special Labor Inspector Joe. And I had kind of, I wasn't interested in it. Probably just because the title. The title was like not my bag. But since they, they talked about it, it was really funny and action-y. And I was like, oh, that sounds like my thing. So... I went and watched the first two episodes. Sure enough, like, I like it a lot. It, it's like the player, but a little bit more comedic, mm. a little more comic booky. definitely not as more... OCN. You know, it's it's not it's not OCN on any level. It's, it it's makes more me think so... of um, Chief Kim, kind of. Like, it, it, oh, like the stuff that, that I'm seeing of those, it kind of looks a little like that. I want to watch it because it's the writer from Angry Moms. Mm. And I love Angry Mom, so... Yeah, I haven't gotten to the meat of... Because, you know, he's going to kind of pretty much go up against corruption on mm-hmm. some level. Just, that's, ver- that's very Chief Kim. What? In a K-drama? <laughs> corruption? Are you and, sure? uh, You lie. But as far as, <laughs> as far as I... You know, they're probably going to go deeper with that and the first... Mm. And they might be broken up into 30 minutes. So I might have actually watched four episodes. They're that type of... Yeah. Yeah. Two hours, but four episodes. And it does have Kim Kyung Nam in it. The guy from yeah, Where come Stars come Land and Come and Hug yeah, Me. Yeah, Come and Hug Me. I really like him. Also, it has, uh, uh, is it Ru Duck Han? He was in, why am I blanking out on everything? He was on uh, Miss Hammurabi, but he was also on the show that I really like, God's Quiz. What was kind of nice, and I don't remember which episode it was, there was a flashback to where the... Kim Kyung Nam's character was in high school and the main character guy was a teacher and it's funny because Kim Kyung Nam actually looked like he was in high school like they did a really good job giving him a haircut made him look like that and he was pretty much a bad kid that this that the teacher was trying to slap good into and he was pretty much successful at and so their relationship is very funny to see as adults like Mm. give a take and helping because it's obvious that the main character really shaped this guy who's now still kind of a crappy guy but he has some morals too so it's just kind of funny it's very surprisingly good in my opinion it's like the fiery Um, priest but i don't know (laughs) sillier on some levels but like not as ridiculous i don't know more workplace things involved so Mm. less religion more workplace That's the trade off. Fair. That, that's fair. And I'm actually I'm in the middle of a lot of other stuff, but I wasn't able to watch it. So, so we gonna play a game? Do we? Do we have a game? It's not exactly a game, exactly, but we did talk about um, you know, the same week that I use Persona Films came out, BTS. You guys might have heard of them. Released an album, <laughs> also called Persona. <laughs> you Can you want- tell me about this? BTS or behind the scenes? I'm I'm not really familiar. (laughs) Can you like paint a picture of them? I just I I don't know if I know them. Maybe I do. Is this some sort of you know 
uh, some sort of obscure indie band that, like, <laughs> I'm not aware of. Something about Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Yes, I don't something, know. Something about that. I actually still love how they pretend like that just never happened. Like, that's not what they, <laughs> what it meant. I'm just like, we know your shame, sirs. <laughs> we, we remember. <laughs> Grew up on the internet. Uh, I don't know. So I just, I thought that given that there was two things called Persona released in the same week, perhaps we should, you know, talk about it a little bit. My thing is always with idol actors that, they never sing OSTs on their dramas and stuff. And I always wonder why. So, like, like why didn't IU write and have a mini album that came out at the same time as this movie with, like, a song were, that was inspired by each section or something, you know? Like, because, because other actors will sing on their OSTs. Like, some yes, has, has thing on his, like weird. Go Kung Pyo, like sang a song on Strongest Delivery Man. Can he sing? No, he cannot. Did I pay money for that? <laughs> yes, I did. Maybe <laughs> horrible song, IU, but- for like, as a musician, is too expensive for Persona. Like, <laughs> that actually she's could be as an actress than she was. I think she would, I don't know. It just, kind of they never seemed <laughs> together. But I thought that, um, and I don't know how much we've listened to this you know, obscure indie band. But um, <laughs> I thought maybe we could look at it and say if we were writing, taking that CD and that album and making it like the soundtrack for IU's um, persona, let's pretend like it we're connected. You know? <laughs> the reason I feel like it wouldn't work at all is because, and don't. Come for me, Army. I'm. I like the album fine. Okay. The vibes are too different between. But the like, vibes in the movie, the vibes are all so different. Yeah, but they're all so different from because I think what sort of it's like they're all art films, mm. and this is a very like produced album. Mm. So it has like a very conventional feel to it. And so I feel like, well, there might actually be an argument to be made for like the pairing of a conventional with the unconventional. But I feel like in this case, not so much. That's just my own personal opinion, of course. Like I know some out there would tell me that BTS is perfect for everything. You do you, boo-boo. But um, I uh, respectfully disagree. Please, please don't. I I would have to say that. If I think that if like if BTS were approached by the creators of the Persona films and they said, we'd like you to write songs for this. I don't think any of these songs are the songs that they would write. No, to go no, with. Definitely, not. definitely not. I'm just saying if you had to pick one, which one would you pair? Like a wine pairing, if you would, a wine and food pairing, which which one would you pair to go together? Which, you know. <laughs> I think personally, my favorite uh, of the films was Walking at Night, and I would probably pair it with Microcosmos or Jean Vu because I would actually like, pair it with Lighter. Right. Mm. I could see that. I picked Make It Right, but I'm gonna do a caveat. I listened to the album once, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm breaking like hearts all like on this episode. I don't like any <laughs> of the songs. Um, so I just went to the lyrics. Oh, for this time, really yeah, picked I'm out. gonna come for Jesse this 
time. Not coming for me. me when I said I liked it fine. <laughs> whatever. You don't listen to any of my songs anyway, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I also can't like justify it now, like unless I look relook back on all the lyrics. So I guess I could do. Well, I think Fair that enough. make it right would be a good juxtaposition because in the spoiler alert for this art film that really doesn't need any spoilers, the main character, who is not IU as a matter of fact in that one, it's the dude, can't actually make anything right. So it would be an ironic combination. Mm. That's true. That's true. I personally, I'd put um, make it right as going with Kithburn just from the... Um, <laughs> The title, you know, because the girls were like, it's kind of a little revenge story and they're trying to make it right. And it. Mm. But they're really bad at it. Really bad at it. But it's also really funny. Like some of the lyrics found, like, I mean, granted, this is just like Google translating Mm -hmm. it. So bear with it. I mean, like not actual Google translate, but like someone (laughs) is translating it um (laughs) it's not like official bts one of their frames is i can make it better i could hold you tighter on that long road oh you're the light and this eternal night with no end in sight that's the line that i was like oh that's really good for walking in the night like yeah lyrics are very poetic so like they've always got that going for them but uh and i do feel like make it right does have a bit of a um, it's jaunty, but it's got a bit of a yeah, bad quality like almost to it. To it, yeah. So it's, I a, it's, like, it's a little, it's a little wistful there. Like there's like a little bit of sadness behind it. I think for Kissburn, tonally Dionysus. I agree with that. Or um, Persona too. Like Persona mm. has a bit of that. Like it's again kind of upbeat, but like also a little darker or deeper or something mm. like it and it, I what I find interesting is like even in Kissburn I can easily say was like the funniest of <laughs> but it's still real dark it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like when you actually like think about what's happening in the story you're like this is really messed up yeah <laughs> like, well, wait a second yeah. <laughs> well and when you're watching them in order if you watch it right after Collector which is super dark you're like mm. wondering just how dark this one's going to be <laughs> i yeah, thought it was like, going to be progressively getting darker yeah speaking of collector which one would you see i was gonna put dionysus with collector because it's dark and decadent mm. and like mm-hmm. i think jamavu i don't know how to pronounce it jamavu and I think there was actually like a heart line. <laughs> That's why I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, mean, I guess like, so much. The, the, like the English uh, translation lyrics kind of sounded like the point of view of the guy in that, which mm-hmm. is kind of it's weird because it's his point of view, but it's a skew point of view. So like, but yeah. this felt like really close to what he's actually kind of thinking of mm. I use character. So what about Love Set? What would you... I kind of, just based off the title, I kind of went with Home because it's like a really, you know, messed up family kind of thing, vibe going on, but I don't know. Nothing... I liked Love Set. Mm. I, I liked the... Um, I actually really liked the music in Love Set. Like, it had a really yeah. fun, upbeat kind of tune, so I was sort of like, oh, I guess 
you know, something like Boy With Love or something where it's jaunty and, you know, upbeat. There's some messed up shit going on in that, but yeah. I have stuff going on in all of it. <laughs> like that could that could easily be what describes this entire series of films. Yeah. Which I guess we could, you know, dive into that. Get into oh the Oh boy. Persona. Yeah. It's uh I use Persona, which a four part anthology. Ugh. Which at some point I had read that it was inspired by IU, like it wasn't just that she starred in all of them, that each director, writer, like, looked at her and they were trying to tell a part of her story, a part of her life or her personality. Mm. I could as see that they, with her I songs. Could, I could see that. Yeah. Which, as I was, like, as I'm watching it, I'm trying to, like, read into it. Like, okay, what are they saying? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot or, of it would seem on the surface, like, not to be that flattering about her. However... I feel like there's something, like, when you look deeper into it, even in the most messed up of the stories, there's something very familiar about all of them. Like, you can, there's, like, it's it's sort of like they're demonstrating a heightened version of personality traits that all of us have. Yeah. But, like, set to an extreme. Yeah. Yeah. In the first one, it's like neediness. She's incredibly needy and selfish, and everyone can be needy and selfish. And but then it's in also the... like you're on the bridge of like youth and adulthood, and that's yeah. the, the like the, where the neediness is. It's like yeah. she doesn't actually have to care about what's going on, but she is because she's just right at that cusp. Yeah, and like you know, who hasn't ever hated their stepmom? Like I, I feel I've never had a stepmom, but I feel like that's a common trope that I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay in love set is he actually her dad because at one point he's saying i'm not your dad i'm not your dad yeah was he saying that to the dude he was saying that to the guy i think he was because the the guy kept on saying abaji the guy was calling him abaji okay that makes sense like this is a weird little thing going on here more messed up but i think he is actually supposed to be her dad, played by my man from Fantastic. So cute. Oh, so, so actually, the, the like actors, not IU actors, were all just wow. Yes. Very good. So Go for on. Love Set, it actually took me a while to figure out it really was her dad. Oh, yeah. yeah like, oh. But it's just her coach at first. And like she called him dad, but I, then I was like, I no, think he's really but dad. Her, but Bay Duna's character was her teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I think it was her English teacher. Yeah. Yep. And that's why she got the English speaking guy to come and try to yeah. or whatever. With it, it just took me a while to figure out it really was her dad. As far as, at first I thought she was jealous, you know, for the first yeah. five minutes mm-hmm. or ten minutes or whatever that she was watching them. I, I thought it was actually like jealousy uh, in that way. No. Um, I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it is jealousy, but not perhaps of the that father. Way. Yeah. Right? yeah. A different sort of jealousy. Stuff going on there. So I um, think also that it it could have been they probably intentionally did it that way so you were like com- a little bit confused <laughs> about it, but he definitely should have been an older character, an older actor. Like and then you wouldn't yeah. have, like there wasn't I think that's, like when you were looking I at mean, it you're like, oh good, but that guy had her he's her like teenage dad. Like he had yeah. her with with like, 15 like he's not actually old enough to like be her dad not you know in a normal mm. lifestyle but who knows 
But yeah. <laughs> uh, the most intense tennis match you've ever seen in your life comes down. <laughs> like, I feel like the dad would have probably been like, oh, she's bleeding? Well, time to call this match off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out about that. Yeah. <laughs> bleeding. It's like, does no he, one care? He, he's because we needed that symbolism, man. though. That, like, <laughs> that's why they left it that way. They needed that. <laughs> It was, uh... They're just intense sports people, okay? Like... <laughs> just walk off. <laughs> so why was it you guys' favorites? Because Jesse and Natalia said it was their favorite. Oh, for the collector? Oh, you, it was collector. I, sorry, collector, I thought you said yes. So the next, yeah, yeah. the next one in the series was collector, which, in my opinion, aesthetically was the most beautifully filmed of the four. <laughs> I think it, yeah. And... Okay. A little background to me. I did go to film school... <laughs> You can't tell by my YouTube videos, but I did go to film school. And art films are like, love art films. I'm like such a big fan. And that was, for me, the most art film of art films that I've ever seen Mm -hmm. produced for a mass audience. What I liked about it was that you never really get her point of view. It's all taking place internally in this guy who has built her up. And mm-hmm. is sort of blaming her for his own mistakes. Except of... you kind of do. Like, if you actually watch what she's doing and what she's yeah. saying, she's actually yeah. saying everything, like, to him, like, directly. Yeah. And that's, yeah. like, the whole she's point gonna... that, like, she's you're supposed getting... to, like, not get the, like, good idea of her because yeah. of that character. Yeah. But at the same time, I what I like about it is sort of it's – I really like the concept of an unreliable narrator. And mm-hmm. – He's a very unreliable narrator because he basically ruined his own life for this girl who just doesn't, who didn't think this, feel the same way about him. And so a lot of it, I feel, is like being told from the perspective that he has a sort of negative opinion of her because she broke his heart. So he's making her out to be so much, you know worse than she probably like if this was like a story then she if this was real life she probably wasn't as bad as he's like it's being made out well, because it's yeah, especially because like of the age difference dating relationship yeah and he thinks they're well, he, like she she clearly like if you're looking at it sort of like outside of his perspective she thought they were just casually like seeing each okay. other and he like left his fiance for her, but she did. She didn't know this, nor did she really care, because she was just like having a good time. Well, yeah. he also like he kind of wasn't saying the things out loud. Like it was all yeah. the eternal monologues, and so he wasn't making it clear. He was kind of saying the same things, like especially at that like bar scene where she was like she started to really get agitated because he kept on just saying the same like spouting the same words to her, and that's why she was getting annoyed because she was just like. This was supposed to be fun. And they were also purposely playing up with the fact that how young she was and how yeah. old he was. And it wasn't just like, you're not supposed to look at the age gap. You're supposed to look yeah. at it. I, for, for me, I thought that the reason I liked it the most was because it said the most while saying with the least amount of information. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't, it didn't tell you very much, but you got so much information from what little, like more like it. It didn't need to have any sort of narration or expository language. 
because you were getting everything you needed to know from, you know, visuals and small lines. Yeah, the visual metaphors, I think, which, like, really made it, especially, like, seeing the body just floating in the water or, like... Every time that he was in the white room, that was obviously, like, set up like a mental hospital, comparing that to love being, making you mental or crazy. And, like, those kind of, like, scenes, even, like, as gruesome as it was, like, his head getting sliced. His head sliding off. Yeah. He it just back on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 rebound, like, he's trying to, like, rebound on the situation. Like, fix Yeah, like, she said something that, like... Put, took him aback and so he has to like try to figure out so he can like grasp on to this relationship that wasn't really a relationship and she told him and she was actually telling him through the entire thing he was just not listening yeah but, to me it so- really felt like um it was kind of a big metaphor for fans like her fans and mm-hmm. how fangirls and fanboys see the idol and they think they have a relationship that they don't have with this person and that they think that the person is something that they're not. A lot of the things that he said to her, I was like, that feels like the kinds of things that you hear fans say and you see them writing on Twitter and stuff. And you're like, you know, I know them. They would never. And you're like, you don't know them. Like, you you know, you know the public image of them that they put yeah. out there. Yeah. And it's like, is, and what yeah. you've built up of them, what you think of them, what you've created in your own mind. It's not even. And I, and I also saw it out there, you know. Yeah, I, I also saw it as like a metaphor for how you can, you can never really know so, what someone else is on the inside. So you can only, mm-hmm. you know, so unless you mm-hmm. listen and actually pay attention to other people you you can't really know and then you set yourself up for failure essentially because this guy just he sets himself up for by miscommunication on his own part because she was telling him straight up and he just wasn't paying attention yeah and that's really you know at the end it's like he gets what he deserves and then but in in his own mind builds her up as the villain when in fact he was his own tormentor. He was the villain of his own story. He just mm-hmm. still doesn't realize it. I read a like an interview and it was or not an interview, but a little like synopsis on like I don't know some site. It was really small, but the the author mentioned specifically that he thought that this tied super closely to her twenty three song, which mm-hmm. it does because it has the kind of elements of like the nine tailed fox mythology like she yeah. like she's the nine-tailed fox except it's the guy making her that like, yeah essentially making her that creature but also she has that imagery in her her 23 songs she talks about it but it's also like especially because i was like re-listening to a lot of her stuff that song she has like especially in the music video she has all those like kind of like plays on like what the industry does to kind of like sexualize you know mm-hmm. minors which mm-hmm. does play into the the age gap yeah of mm-hmm. the two characters too so I can like definitely see that like out of all of her songs that 23 was definitely like a inspiration for yeah. this piece I just thought it was brilliant like just I thought uh, it was really really well done just, I didn't enjoy it at all I felt uncomfortable through the whole thing which I think is 
kind of the point, but I didn't yeah. enjoy watching it. I feel like oh, and the sound mean? design was incredible. Oh, like at the so very good. end, it was so good. So good. Like everything about it was just solid. I think out of like the four pieces, that was the one that I don't want to like call out any other directors. So I enjoyed. I thought they were all really good, but that was the be- the best one from a filmmaking standpoint like there was it felt like that one had the most thought that went into the like connection between like making the it all the visuals all. yeah like it was a whole piece that just every every element worked together to create just beautiful <laughs> i'm kind of curious if you watched the like the next one kiss burn if you watched that first like i think they're all put in order intentionally as well right yep. But if you were to watch Kiss Burn on its own, would it feel like something completely different than how it feels when you start watching it right after you watch? Because I, I watched them, I watched them all like in order, like one in order. the other, like one in the yeah. same in the same chunk. Um, yeah, I think that's how they're supposed to be done. You know, like yeah, yeah but I could them. see yeah. how Kiss Burn would be completely different because I wouldn't have gone off of like the suspense and build up of the end exactly. of collector into kiss burn like it kiss burn like should have like immediately been like very playful and like it's kids doing mm-hmm. playful things but like coming off a of collector i can see that it definitely it, it changed the tone a little darker than i think it necessarily was you know what i mean it was not light and fluffy but um i mean i assumed that they were going to murder the dad that they were going to accidentally kill the dad Oh, man. I thought way worse than that, because, yeah, the springboarding from the collector on into that and the way uh, I use character trying to find the friend and couldn't find the friend for a little bit. And the dad was being weird. I was like, is the girl automatically dead? Like, what? She's being sexually abused by the dad. Yeah, I thought there was all types of stuff. Was like a real bad dude instead of just a drunk. Like, it made it seem like the dad was, like, doing something janky. Mm -hmm. But he was just a drunk. Like, he was literally just a drunk. He wasn't a good dad, but he wasn't, like, a, like, sexual molester, like, murder my daughter. I was expecting. Which is totally the vibe you were getting. But when when you come off the vibe of 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 a short film that ended with, her literally taking a beating heart from a guy's chest. You're not really expecting this to just be sort of a weirdly lighthearted, like, <laughs> yeah. revenge, childish revenge tale where they try to pull pranks on the dad and talk about kissing for the first time. Yeah, I did have to, I, I mean, when it ended, I was like, oh, that's why they held off. Because, I mean, it ends with the girls accidentally. But they don't even realize what? they've done it yet. We no, because they don't notice that the chicken is like on fire. On fire. Like, like running, running away. away from them. I like that it was while the credits were running and this fire was spreading in the hills. Spread and you were like, over the hills. And, and they was like, with it. the irony that the father's job is to prevent forest fires. So, like, they ultimately oh. did do the worst thing that they could have done to him. Like, but was to, like, it kind of was, like, you know, kind of like a Home Alone vibe, too. You know, like, the, like, antics that they were setting up, that was kind of like Kevin setting up all of his traps with the yeah. burglars. I'm just getting foiled by the dad just by sheer Existing. luck. Like, not. It's like, oh, he accidentally spills some papers and walks on the papers so he doesn't fall in the oil. Like, he catches himself when he's about to fall in the bathroom. I was like, 
but he could kill himself. You know that, right? Like, yeah. He could fall yeah. and like, crack his head open or snap his neck or something. Like, this isn't falling in the bath. not a good idea, guys. I guess it's also so. kind of plays with the fact that, like, in the, sh- the, the short, they are kids still. But they're, like, doing these kind of, like, adult things, like the cigarette smoking and, like, making out with the guy, like, behind the dad's back. But they're still kids. And it's, like, apparent because they're not thinking of the real-life consequences of what they're doing. They're still in the mindset of children but trying to be adults, like, play-acting these adults. So, like, they don't understand that, you know, it could kill the dad. (laughs) for doing the things that they're doing. But then they're also like, I'm going to smoke now. (laughs) Which I'm going to go to the beach with random stranger guys. Yeah, with random strangers I've never met. That'll end well. But like, I just feel like, to the concept of, you know, like a coming of age, like we all Mm -hmm. do stupid stuff when we're, you know, like 14, 15. We all do dumbass stuff. Pretending to be adults when you're not an adult. (laughs) Far from it. Yeah, yes. it, it felt like a uh, indie movie to me, a coming of age indie movie. Like, yeah, yeah. seen from one of those. I just really kind of wish I hadn't watched it right after Collector because I was like so. I will. <laughs> you were waiting for something real bad had, to happen. Well, like Lovesad had a bit of a like incesty vibe, and then you went into Collector that was like weird, kind of sexual. Yeah, you're like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> you think it's a kiss room, and you're like, ah, oh, is it just gonna get worse and worse? Like, is it? <laughs> it ends okay. on, a, on a wistful story. Very. I don't know what the like wistful isn't even the right word for walking at night. Mm. It's more like bittersweet. It was good. I, I, that was my favorite. Of the, all. the filming of it was very obviously inspired by like Mar films and like Golden mm-hmm. Age and stuff. And it was Absolutely. the lighting beautiful in that. Yeah, that's what I really liked about this one uh, was that they used black and white because it's in, in black and white. Yeah. And they used it purely for the shadows and the light. But like they I, didn't do any sort of filters to make it yeah. look old. Which is yeah, a, a like lot the, of times uh, people like do that. They'll do the, like the black and white and then they'll be like, oh, we're going to add like a, a fill. So it's like it. you scratch it haze or something like that. And I enjoyed that. Like it was all crystal clear. Literally, they were only using the black and white as a device to set you in that they're in a dream sequence. Yes. And And uh, they wanted to see the definite shadows in light. It's like, they could have just done it in black and white. But since they did it with the very obvious, like, noir film styles, like, it's really obvious was, like, when they're in the table and it just has, like, the brighter light over her Mm -hmm. eyes. And that's, like, straight out of, like, 1940s Hollywood. And so I it was so great because it was, like, perfectly crisp, clear, because it was high definition of that. And that's what I loved. What I liked about that was I felt like it really um, structured it as this is a memory. So this is his memory. So it's like sort of hearkening back to the past and this is his past. I think I might be overanalyzing this, but I'm I'm going to stand by that. What a what a just I thought it was a really beautiful story. Like it was really I mean, as it goes, as they're talking and you realize that like without them fully saying it, it appears she's committed suicide and that's mm-hmm. why she's dead and he's you know he's sad and he can't let go of it and he can't understand why you know is it me? did I drive you to this and she's yeah. like you're the only thing that didn't drive me to this and it's like yeah. you know is is it really her, her 
visiting him in his dreams or is it just him telling himself what he needs to hear to go on in life but it, like really or it doesn't, I like it doesn't the way even that matter just, no like yeah I like the way that they're walking and it did that kind of thing that dreams do it's like oh remember we were walking here uh you know when we first met and we were flirting oh yeah and then they like turn a corner and now they're like somewhere else at the, at the restaurant night in a different memory yeah. you know, like which is how dreams work right where you're you walk through a door and now you're in a different house or something and it's, it's, interestingly yeah. enough most people do dream in black and white so that yeah. was also an interesting i actually dream in color i'm special <laughs> i do too but so every time i hear that I'm like, i think it's a canadian <laughs> thing the canadians <laughs> dream in color i don't really remember my dreams <laughs> But I do like, uh, they also did the thing, like, because you know how, like, in your dreams, you're supposed to remember, like, specific, like, memories, but also you can remember mm-hmm. something really random. So, like, maybe you pass by someone on the street, and that person can be in your dream, too. That kind of what it's, like, seemed like was happening with the couple that was at the, the restaurant that they were at. But then they also did the thing where, you know, in dreams, like, there's that moment where it's you're only focused on the one thing going on. So when they're in the street and they're talking about stuff and they're focusing on them and they're the only two moving, everybody in the, uh, the background yeah. is it's like, stop. But before they, the background characters had been walking around too. Like, so it wasn't like consistent through the whole thing. I thought that was a really great like moment in that piece just to see it, especially cause it was almost like a painting, you know, yeah. just like the, the background characters were almost like blobbed out like so you couldn't tell you'd know that like someone had a hat on but they were kind of like less yeah. defined they, weren't, they were out of focus because they weren't yeah. his focus at the moment in the dream yeah mm-hmm. but they were even like kind of it was almost like they were it was like messed with manipulated too yeah. it wasn't just that it was focusing on the two characters yeah I like too that like at the one point he starts crying when he remembers that she's dead and he starts crying and she's like comforting him. And then she's like, you have to stop crying or else you're going to wake up. And then yeah. we, we can't talk anymore kind of thing. And every time he starts to get upset, like, he's like, mm-hmm. he's calming himself down because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to cry yeah. himself awake and like lose this dream. And it's sad, but sweet. Like it, it just, yeah. I, I thought it. it seemed like a play. As far mm-hmm. as it felt like something yeah. that could have been a really good play as far as oh, yeah. the light. It was because of the lighting and stuff mm-hmm. and the way yeah. not all that many characters really because it was just so centralized yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also I don't saying I liked it's kind of strong, but the uh, how they would kind of keep saying when you wake up, you're not going to remember this mm. like that reality that they kind of kept saying that and then he would. He, he would even like, go God, further and be like, then why? Yeah, he's well, like, he would to... try, but he would say, why did you even show up if I'm not going to remember anyway? Like, he would get mad about it. And so all those emotions tied with the fact that if he was trying to comfort, him, comfort himself or if she was really there in his dream or whatever, he was that frustration of he probably wasn't going to remember and then he was trying to. And so I liked that conflict. Like, I thought that yeah. was even aside from you know, her pain, obviously, and there was a lot going on, but I thought that was a nice thing that they actually talked about. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was like an, it was a nice denouement from the previous three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like the previous three had a lot more heightened things happening. 
And then this last one be just sort of a, just like a wave, like a gentle ocean wave. I was glad it came, that kiss burn was in between. Because if you'd have watched that right after Collector, the scene, mm-hmm. like, the scene where they're talking and there's, like, the people stopped in the background, you'd be like, okay, here comes the ghost story part. Like, and those people are going to, yeah. like, attack them and, like, yeah. you know, something. You'd, like, you'd be like, you'd be like, so did he murder her? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he did not. No, he did right, not. Because you had Kiss Burn in between, you were, like, ready to, okay, not all the stories are gonna take me to that place so maybe this is just what it looks like maybe it is just what it is <laughs> I liked it I maybe it was maybe my that's favorite too. why I like it that much is because it it did bring it back down right like it just it was a good ending to the yeah. whole thing and by the way to the listeners they were really short so I mean they're yeah, very accessible like, three minutes. like they weren't yeah, I don't even think it's like two hours for the entire yeah. set. They're all like I literally long. watched it in the morning while I ate breakfast. Like, and they're also divided up on Netflix, which I actually really like. Like, I think you should watch this as a whole, but if you really like strongly feel like you're not gonna be able to like handle, maybe you can't handle walking in the night because that's like gonna be a trigger for you. Like, it you don't have to like search through things to like yeah, figure out to cut it out. You can just go to that specific one. Yeah, I still have feeling you should watch it. But like, their title, like it's yeah, it's episode one love set. It's not like yeah. episode one, two, three, four, and you have to figure it out. Yeah. They have their names on them. So yeah, but they're like I I actually really love the like timing on these. Like I feel there are definitely ones that I was like I could go with this longer, but you know I didn't need to. Netflix the twenty minutes was fine. Netflix didn't pull the whole, uh, are you still watching after the third episode? Yeah. <laughs> put you all through. It's like, we're just going to assume you're going to finish this fourth one now. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. Because usually after three episodes or something, they're like, mm, I think that, like, no, nobody watches more than three episodes at once. <laughs> like, you must not be there anymore. And I'm like, Netflix, don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> You know I'm still here. Overall, for me, like, if you put all four of them together, it wasn't really quite my thing that I I would usually personally watch because I I don't really dig art films that... that it's not very accessible for me, I guess. Uh, indie films, too, usually it kind of goes over my head. <laughs> so pretty much the tones of three of out of the four were kind of not quite my thing. And so I was just going to admit to that as far as... It might not be your thing. Like, it was yeah. still really oh, done, yeah. really well acted, really well directed, all these things. I and think if, it's worth a watch. I'm just forewarning that some people, a couple of them are thing. super artsy. A couple of them are, kind, you know. Kind of, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's if it is your thing, thing, though, and you're looking for something similar to that, Top has a show called Secret Message. That has the same sort of art film Which vibe. Which I think was on drama fever. It was on drama fever, so you might have to go to the high seas to uh But it's also it. short. It's also short and it's also delightful. It's well done as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it not was quite this to watch. And I... not, not quite as introspective as uh, Persona, but still quite watch. good if you can find a copy of it. If you like this sort of thing. <laughs> so um, what were you going to say, Jesse? Oh, um, I searched, I really wanted to find uh, somewhere where there was an, like an interview with all the directors, because I really think that they did, with how drastic everything is, they did a really good job of making them mesh 
in a way like that wasn't like they were forcing it to mesh but like it just worked with like as this is like a full like night of presentations on these these shorts yeah so really like I was trying so hard to find somewhere to tell me like what like their process was because I think it would be fascinating to read about their process Mm. like if they they wrote these all specifically and then came together and then like we worked it or they were constantly working together in like the same room like I don't know like because like here I know their writers do it a lot where they all are basically in the same room essentially yeah. like just like random authors off each yeah. Other. yeah and they could all be write, writing different books but they're like you know they paid for like their little desk space but they're still there with a collective so I think like it'd be interesting to see how this actually like came to be because I did like look and a lot of the directors I didn't recognize any mm. of their work and they were also very like short list of things that they've done and one of the directors, the directors for the the burn one, um, she's fairly young mm. in the grand scheme. She's like our age, but like in terms of the That's director's young. choices, young to be so super yeah. young. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're just, so young. <laughs> the director of uh, Walking at Night is closer to my age. <laughs> like this is the sort of series that is generally made by younger directors and writers it feels like that yeah because you know it has it's there's a lot of risk taking in it especially for like a korean audience um because there's you know there's so much convention that goes into most korean films and television so to see this is sort of like the you know an indie scene as it were that's usually a younger person's game. Yeah, it's also like genuinely like if you you're coming out of film school or producing stuff in film school, this is the type that's yeah. most accessible to you because you don't have to have high production costs and you yeah. can also like play with metaphors more which like you mu- you wouldn't have like this chance to experiment as much as like in the real world when you're trying to like pitch a show and get it actually bought so that you can like have money that this type of thing is harder to kind of Mm -hmm. put out into the world so like usually like students are the ones who are doing this because they have kind of that freedom in their education to get like kind of a little bit more into it or when you're a new person coming out into the world you can like just do whatever just to get films out there which is kind of nice that like a behemoth like netflix has started picking up things like this because it sort of makes because it's very hard to find stuff like this to just watch as a viewer. So without going on like the festival circuit or stuff, but most of us. Much less an international viewer. Exactly. So like, you know, if you don't have tickets to TIFF, like it's (laughs) likely you're going to be seeing stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to see Netflix like putting out. And I've noticed that they've been getting a lot more of like variety of things from from multiple international countries lately. Yeah. Not even like Asian countries it's no, all, like, all over like Portuguese and Brazilian and like they've got all sorts I'm watching of stuff something Turkish with my husband right yeah. now like, and it's 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 wonderful that like a service like this that at its core really is just trying to make money also is providing this opportunity for viewers all over the world to see what's being produced in countries that aren't the United States of America in the past like a year or two ago or whenever if you would have asked me 
what's on Netflix. So I said, really not much. Like, it was a weird mix of things back in the day. Like, a lot, some mainstream stuff, and then a lot of, like, kind of off-brand weird things that you really don't want to watch, and then a couple of documentaries. Like, that was... And then the fact that they've been able to make enough money to move into stuff like this is really nice. And the variety and the all, well, all the different like cultures and them, stuff is nice. What I, what I like, too, is that they're involved in paying for the production of a lot of these. So yeah. they're not going to suddenly get yanked when they lose, you know, the rights to it, which is happens a lot. So they're going more into going and finding these productions because it's actually cheaper than say like paying to put a Disney movie on there. It's literally cheaper to go to Turkey and be like, hey, we'll help finance yeah. your thing. We'll put it on Netflix for an international audience. Like yeah. that's well mm-hmm. and I feel a little bit like somebody was sitting in the room at one point and like you know, they're talking about how can we expand our viewership? What can we do? You know, Disney's going to have their own streaming and they're taking everything. What can we do? And they were like, you know, we're in 150 different countries. And in those countries, we're showing them their own stuff. What if we just showed, showed that to everybody? everybody. <laughs> like, and, and then everybody was like, like, sure. Times as much stuff. And, and, it's, and, it, and it also helps, like, with, they when they are when it's like a Netflix original as they call it yeah. or whatever like that means that there's no licensing issues between countries like they have like Canadian Netflix is different from American Netflix but now if they're focusing mostly on stuff that they themselves are producing it's licensed for everyone because they made it like they mm-hmm. paid for it so everyone gets the same content which is just um, so nice and but you know know, it's actually funny because i've noticed that now canadian netflix like especially with korean stuff gets it before america does just (laughs) hush finally canada's coming on (laughs) okay you guys have no idea how bad canadian netflix was for so long it was like like, we have it and we'd be like shut up we have it Phenomenal. I believed she was a different character in every single thing. And, like, that's really impressive, especially when you're watching her back to back. Like, it's not like you see her in a show and then you, like, wait a couple months and then she's in a new show and then you can believe it. It's like literally, like, you only have that little countdown to the next episode till it's a a new thing. And I believed that she was a different character. She was very different characters in every single one. And it was. Yeah, she sold it well. And, and I had never actually seen her in anything before. So yeah, I, I was really impressed. I've seen her in a few things. And I I quite enjoy her. I know a lot of people said she wasn't that good in Scarlet Heart. That her acting wasn't that good. I'm not sure that it wasn't. That she wasn't just was the fine. character that she was supposed to be. But she was phenomenal in Maya Jushi. Like, yeah. phenomenal. She she was like, also the best part of Dream High, which was not good. Like, <laughs> from any stretch of the imagination, was not good. And I will admit that, like, her as a fat character was not really believable, but that wasn't really <laughs> her fault. That was the fault of the fat suit, so 
So she was good in that. She was cute. She was supposed to just be cute and sweet, and she was. And like, I thought she was fine in Scarlet Heart because, like, I thought so too. But like, she, it she was, was acting, like maybe my drama. So like, what do I know at that point? Like, right? she, like what? What? I felt a lot of people were like, oh, like she, you know, she wasn't as believable as the other characters. I'm like, yeah, but she was supposed to be a modern person who was suddenly transported back in time. Yeah. Like she's not supposed how, to be she's not supposed to be a like complicated <laughs> like all these guys life. fall in love with her because she's so weird and different. Yeah. Like, so like don't be like, eh, she didn't act like she was in the past. I'm like, no shit, she wasn't supposed to. <laughs> with this? But I mean like that coupling, like I haven't watched it either, but like that coupling is so like such a fan favorite she had to have been doing something right you know like i mean like like, i can understand like having a good like actor like that you could feed off of it and like it's easy to like create chemistry for like that that helps but like to have it consistently be that like i everybody still like will see stills from that and just comment have emotions that bring up because they, of that they should really, like, the two of them should really make like a rom-com together or something where they can just be happy because <laughs> like, like if you even yeah. see them like they were on they went on um knowing brothers together and it was like two they had like two episodes of them and just like them together is just a delight it was really funny i was telling i was telling breezy my husband about how i thought he'd like persona because he likes art films and stuff and he was like what idol group was she from again i was like no honey no she yeah. was never in an idol group she was a soloist from the beginning let's get this straight <laughs> he was like oh my man like, <laughs> like too good for an idol group are you damn it <laughs> i remember when uh when she and gd did that had that um duet like oh yeah, yeah the duet but yeah they're right and um and there were people who were like do you think i can't remember what it was it was like one interview or something and people were like they seem really close do you think they're and i'm like okay personality wise i cannot imagine the two of them together oh. but like can you imagine because she's literally like the queen that would be like all these the ultimate in K-pop they would like royal k-pop like they would just <laughs> It would reign as the king and like, queen. Just like, that, like, talent. Oh, just, yeah. like, in one room, you're like, okay, like, I don't know. Damn. Damn. South <laughs> Korea would explode. That's yeah. what would yeah. right? their mind. But, you know, it's really funny, because I, 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 don't, I don't know if anyone would be that upset about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would be one of those things where even, like, hardcore fans would be like, you know what? I support oh. this. <laughs> I yeah. support this. I have this picture of the two of them just like sitting on thrones in this room and like every other K-pop group has to come forward and like present their song and then and then like I <laughs> feel like judges and they give you a little sheet or no like it's either the thumbs up or the thumbs down whether they gladiator style they, like Phoenix giving the <laughs> they also seem like really great human beings, so they probably also write comments. They'd be like, "How long should work on this and this and this, and come back in a year and you'll be great." Now, yeah. the only thing that really, um, I it's, it doesn't bother me about IU. It just worries me about IU is that her agency makes her be so skinny, 
and you mm-hmm. hear about like these diets she goes on. I'm like, girl, eat yeah. some and sandwiches like it was was like what was it it was like she ate like an apple and it was like an apple a sweet potato and green tea was like all she ate all day for like weeks and i'm like that that's not enough food no you always like calories to like do things like pump your heart you do realize that like that's why you're eating it's not just like like okay like protein to live i i love a good meal it's pretty clear when you see me I'm not starving myself but like you need a little bit more than an apple a sweet potato and green tea yeah especially also, as a performer oh my goodness you're performing, acting, like you're traveling all over the place like how is she alive it, re- it actually like really hurts my heart yeah it, how, do, how does she sustain her notes because like you don't have any breath at that point because your like body's like no we got to put you on like slow down mode because and you know you need your Wednesday, she just looks so frail and little and i just want to like hug her and make her some chili and make her <laughs> eat food it really makes me sad like just like please eat Girl, don't listen to your agency. Gain 20 pounds and you'll be fine. Girl, like, you wanna- you're on top of the world. Just eat. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? They don't eat. eat. She doesn't have a frame where she would ever be large. You know what I mean? Like, she's very small. This has been Natalia's rant for this episode. <laughs> well, this has been another fun, hopefully, episode of Certified Nunas. You can find us wherever you're listening to us, but also on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. We have a new thing starting. Um, if you really like us, we have some fun content planned for the rest of the year. But it does cost a little bit of money to, to do this. And if you really would love to support us, we now have a coffee page that you can come give us some donations. We're going to be putting up some like stuff that gets cut out of the episodes. Maybe some fun little downloadables art stuff who knows you know i get up we get up to things we get up to things and some little extras behind the scenes so yeah we would really appreciate it no pressure we'll put the link in in this and uh, in this you know in the description Talking like I'm on YouTube. I'm just like pointing. You're like, down in the description mark? Like, the links are down here. It's like, no, this is not YouTube. Stop it. Really appreciate it. And if you want to keep hearing our hot takes on everything and you have a couple bucks to spare, we really appreciate it. Otherwise, we hope you have a great week. And if you haven't already, you should check out Persona on Netflix. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.